Team, family, squadron, here we are for yet another episode of The Landing Pad, and we've got another incredible guest. We've got Golden Door winner, so, so, so handsome, Mm -hmm. and potentially the biggest sweetheart of the company. Yeah. He's loved. Everybody loves him. We've got our guy, Caleb Grandel. He's here to drop the nuggets. He's here to share what it takes to get a Golden Door. But for right now, strap in for yet another episode of The Landing Pad. Caleb Grandel, how are we doing, my guy? I am stoked to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. How does it feel to actually sit here live across from Easton? For some reason, it just hit me right now when Easton said, how does it feel to be sitting across Easton when he says, team, family, squadron, live? It's amazing. I remember listening to that three years ago. Yeah. And being like, well, this is a sweet intro. And it, it just <laughs> stuck. It's been there. It happened, and I, I, I'm... I'm I have the pleasure of hearing it every week. I can only imagine. Caleb, we're so stoked to have you on, dude. How are you doing? How was Golden? How was the Door to Door Con? Oh, dude, it was sweet. Lots of fun. Super cool network of guys. Shaking Jordan Peterson's hand was probably oh, my highlight you? of my career. Yeah, I saw. Door to Door. I saw some of that. It looked good. That guy is—he's almost too smart, though. He was electric. It was like it was masterful. All the frat guys, everyone was like high energy. Sam was having everyone. I will, I can, I must. And then he walks out there and everyone's still chanting and he just like, he was like, I'm serious about this stuff. And everyone was like, oh yeah, we are too. And then he was like, do you guys want to get better at sales or you guys want to get better as like being a person? And immediately everybody was locked in, chill. It was awesome. I love that. Now that guy's all about just alpha energy and like just being a good person, a good like male or female like knowing your role and doing it great that guy is so smart uh touching on door-to-door con actually we're gonna that's gonna we're gonna jump into a little bit of grit news uh first of all i apologize we had the numbers from last year's golden door uh number so shame on me Wrong. Uh, i thought there were 26 there are actually 35 total golden door winners we still had 14 so instead of making up 53 percent of the numbers we actually made up made up sadly just a lonely 40 percent lowly 40. i really hope you're embarrassed but no, door-to-door con is awesome. Uh, every year it's bigger. Every year it's better. We were there this year, and Drew had the pleasure of calling everybody up to receive their Golden Door Awards. All the great guys were all dressed in black, so it was, pretty, it was pretty sick. But they just kept coming. They just kept coming and seeing Caleb up there, get, seeing Corbin get shouted out for the youngest Golden Door winner ever. Uh, then we gave Sam that cool Golden Door Award. Like, it was just, it's just good vibes, just good people there. And when you're there... You're just like, man, this industry is way bigger than I thought it was. Like, you just think that it's like a Utah Valley thing? No. Oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. Little mom pops, some mom pop operation from Boca Raton. They, they want to understand they it. They want to understand Jordan. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> what are you doing How here? How did you get here? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. But I love it. I no, love it's it. it's sick. It's the coolest part about it. Yeah. So you see all the dogs you expect to. You see, like, the big companies, the guys who have been around the industry forever. Yep. But then you see like a whole, I'd say a majority of the crowd is like, 
I can't put a finger on where you're from, what you no. sell, which is the coolest part about the event. What I love, super it, They're just stoked to be there too. Oh, they're they like, love dude, it. door thrilled. to door. This is so sick. Like, up. And they're excited. And here in Utah, everyone's just like, oh, door to door, whatever. But oh. those guys are so happy to be there. What was so sick too? I remember we were standing up recording everybody getting their golden doors, and a random guy comes up to me, like climbs over the chairs to stand next to me and Ben, and he's just like, hey, what you guys are doing over there? It's special. I'm like, oh, sick, yeah, dude. Our guys are great. They're awesome. He's like, he's like, yeah, dude. You guys are just, you guys are just special. I was like, oh, good to meet you, man. What's your name? I guess he's like works with Vantage or whatever. But it's just cool. Like I said, there is a brotherhood. Like even within door to door, we might look at each other like our company for some. There is a brotherhood in door to door, and that's what's a really cool experience about door to door con. Everybody kind of puts their company aside, the recruiting aside, and come together and like try to level up the industry, which I think has just been getting better and better. So I'm excited for door to door con in the future and to see what it does. Shout out obviously to our guy Sam Taggart, who I'm hoping we have again on the podcast this this season. Yeah, dude, Cody says it all the time, and I echo the same sentiment. Anyone who's knocked a full summer of anything, you totally have my respect. Yep, like unfettered no questions asked like i know what the trenches are like and when you know that they know what the trenches are like there's just a whole different level of respect and like admiration and it's just cool it's It's cool cool. it's cool to see so many people rowing in the same boat wanting the same things yep so and i'm wanting excellent wanting to level up tons of class from sam way good event Glad we're, a plus. Able, glad a plus. we're able to do it. I think we'll take it more seriously as the years as time comes. Uh, other updates, uh, charity trip, same thing, right? Get ready for it. It's coming up in a week. Uh, I'm going on the second week. Cal, Cal, are you going, Caleb? I'm going. Yeah, what I'm week? going. First or second? First trip? week. You said next week, and I was looking at my watch like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you'll be there quick. The next week. You're going to be, be helping out the Ninos in no time. Uh, casino night, right? The day after uh, Valentine's Day. Going to be a vibe. And don't forget about the kickback. Nickel City, bring your nickels. Next up, Easton. Oh, yeah. That's what you're waiting for. You got thrown off last week, and you'll be thrown off again. <laughs> We're not doing locks of the week. For the record, though, I think it'd be a shame. Just, I know this is going to drop Monday, so it doesn't really matter. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? That's the one, one hot take. For the record, and I'm happy to provide receipts, I was all over trying to place a preseason bet to have the Chiefs and the Niners meet in the Super Bowl at 50-1 to 1 odds. Wow. So just let that simmer for a mm, while. Mm-hmm. But anyways, there's not a need for free money anymore. It's back in season. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, no, I like the Bengals. I think the Bengals are the hottest team in the league right now. They are. So you like them to take it all? They beat. Yeah. If Pat, I think they're a team of destiny. Even if Patrick Mahomes plays this weekend, you think it's gonna they're gonna take it to him at, Arrow, at Arrowhead? Uh, yeah. You mean yeah. Burrowhead? Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like Joe. So anyways, I like the Bengals. Love that. All right. I, I kind of like the 49ers. It's kind of crazy. Purdy getting it done as a rookie. They look great. It'd be crazy. Do you have a take on who's winning the Super Bowl? Dude, I I am biased because I want the Bengals. I think they, they should have took it last year, and they've had a crazy season this year. Came out like one and three, I think. Started yeah. slow. It's slow. So I love Joe Joe Burrow, um, but I think the 49ers, like, if I would put money on it, they look super dangerous. Yeah, like, they're just yeah, so they're much potent. talent on that it's team. It's like, what, 11 in a row, 12 in a row? Yeah, I think they've only lost one game since trading for CMC. Joe starts slow, but Joe ramps. He gets better. That's Joe one ramp. thing I know. He's, he's ramping. I'm, I might try to go this weekend. It might be a vibe. Speaking right. of a super steep ramp, we've got our ramp for the summer, which is showcased and led by each guest having a top 10. So we've got our guy, Caleb, and he's going to present to us from a Golden Door winner. Mm-hmm. What he thinks is going to be the top 10 for summer 2023. Starting at number 10. Let's hear him. 
I'll start off by saying I love everybody at the Grit. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't meant to hurt <laughs> any feelings, but uh, it's not meant to hurt feelings, but it's meant to oh, ruffle well. feathers. Yeah. If your if your feathers get ruffled, then then you know use it's it fine. as fuel. It's fine. But I'll start with number ten. Yeah. Um, Bennett Hayrand. Mm-hmm. Nine Zach Kinzel. Eight Nathan Hawley. Seven Alec Withers. I think he's gonna have a big year this year. Yeah. Uh, number six Brock Grieve. Five number uh, number five Chuck. Oh. I, I think Chuck will. His, do what he always does. His deserved top five spot. Yeah, he'll do what he does every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like anything crazy. So, Chuck, I think Corbin um, will be in the top five. I put myself at number three. Uh, Cody, number two. Zach, number one. I'd love to beat those guys this year, but if I beat them, then I beat them. Yeah. But Zach, Cody, Caleb. Yep. That's a healthy top ten. Sweet life of oh. Zach and Cody up top, as yeah. usual. <laughs> Yeah, that would actually be funny. That's a, <laughs> Sweet life. That's a hell of a post. That's a great waiting. post. Just waiting. <laughs> Putting Garth's face over Mr. Mosby's. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, hey, yeah, keep the receipts. That is a great top 10. We'll have them posted. Well, that directly segues me into my next question. I mean, if you got yourself in the top three, you're dancing around with Cody and Zach and Corbin and all the big, 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 big dogs. So what does that mean for Caleb? What is, uh, what's the goal for summer 2023? Um, I have, I have goals of what I want to do. Uh, I like to put, I like to put healthy, healthy pressure on myself, but I mean, yeah, I would love to, I think this year, if I would execute it better with being prepared with personal texts, having things organized better in market. So where I had more time, um, in area where we just didn't organize things super well, I think it w- I could have had a way bigger summer. So yeah, to not do what those guys do mm. would be uh, cutting myself short. So I, I think it. it's a mill wire. I I'm, love here, it. I'm hearing a milli come out of that. I not come it. out of the mouth, but say it, but, say it, but don't say exactly. It. He likes pressure, healthy pressure, not unnecessary. pressure. Yes, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm stoked for the summer. I think we'll execute way more and we've got rookies that will be taken care of and I'll go out and sell as, as much as I like, I'll give everything I've got and I'll compete with those guys. Love to I have that. no doubt. Mm-mm. So on the topic, how many golden doors do we have next year? I think uh, for for sure at least fourteen. I think we'll get fourteen again, like minimum. But I think, um, I think twenty. I think we should get twenty. I think if there's anybody on the fence right now with thinking like, oh, I should, I shouldn't, that they should just surrender to their desire to do it and do it and just make it happen and do it. I think yeah, this year was, it was like I was there close. I was number eleven in, last year. And uh, no one knew my name, which was fine. I remember that. Yeah. And so if you feel like that's you, then like, dude, like go after it, get it. Like not only are you going to be like doing something valuable for you and your business, but on top of it, it's like, it's motivating to, to see other guys do it and to be a part of that group. It's super cool to be on stage with the guys and then people like just look at the grit so much differently. And so things, it, it just works out better when it's not about you. So yeah, if, if you're going after it, if you feel like you could be one of the guys in the top 20, top 10, like prove me wrong, do it. Commit. Do it. Love it. Yeah. N- no more to be said. That's a mic drop. <laughs> yeah. A call to action from our guy. Garth's got the prop bets. We've, we've got a couple of testy ones. A couple of fun ones. A couple of fun ones. All right. We've got a couple guys. Uh, we've got our boy Jet Johnson, you know, good old Jet, uh, and Corey Tagan. What are you thinking? Those uh, two. I like Corey. Corey. Yep. Yeah, I got a, I got a ride on my guy here. Corey. Yeah, sweet Corey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is actually going to be a close one, and I'm so close to both of these guys that it, someone's going to be so mad at me. 
But I got to go Jet. I think Jet's going to get it done. He's a squirrely one. A, dude, the homie sold like 240 and like slippery. nobody knew. Nobody knows that. He showed up on stage, took his award, and everyone's like, whoa, that guy did 240? Uh, he yeah, did. Correct. He that did. was my actual live reaction. <laughs> yeah. He's just a slippery, sneaky. <laughs> like real, real, yeah, real sneaky. <laughs> Those are great adjectives. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> All right. Two to one. Uh, Corey, prove him wrong, Jet. And last up, we've got a little cousin duo. We got old Devin Smith, very salty, very consistent, and Wills Nilsson. What do you think about those two? Um, I think now that we're saying it, Devin will win. Okay. Because I maybe if it was before, it would have been close. But just because we're you know making it a competition, I think Devin will do it. He's he's got he's got that wrestler competition. I don't yeah. want to lose vibe. I think Wills could care less either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, call me call me absolutely insane. Yeah. I'm going against my guy here. I'm riding on Philly OG, Wills Nilsson. Wow. I think Wills taps into something super special. Super dark. And he just goes in there and gets it done. And this will drop after everybody knows their market. So he's going to Dover. He'll be in Dover and he'll be out there just ripping with uh, with Caleb, Tyson. Guess who else comes home? Hopefully push him as well. Brother Jack Nilsson oh, will dude. be out there as well. Oh, dude. He might that. have been in my top 10 if I remember that. Yeah, chalk that guy up for a golden The levels door. of crazy are about to spike. And return missionary. Now he can channel that crazy. So it could happen. Uh, I still think Devin walks away with it. Uh, the guy has so much just inside. He just wants to be so good all the time. And he's just so consistent. And he like, just works like an absolute dog. Just wait till year. more charity trip pictures. That guy shoveled more concrete than anybody you've ever known. <laughs> and he and the homie owns like seven doors now. Like he's yeah, he just, owns quite a few. He's killing but, uh, it. Fun, 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 fun. Okay, now let's you know what? Let's get into it. Let's get into a little the meat and potatoes. Let's actually dive in on uh, Caleb Grandel here. First and foremost, a quick little background on you, right, Caleb? Uh, year one. So this was twenty twenty. That was your first year. Yep. Yep, 2020. COVID, COVID year. COVID year. You went, to, where were you? Columbus, Ohio. Oh. Alec Withers. The blessed land of Columbus. That was a great It place. was so great. Go Buckeyes. Uh, you did, personally, 148K. Yep. How many sales was that? 230. Awesome. Uh, you came back year two, did a whopping, and this is something that gets, that when you said this, I I can't believe like, I didn't know this better, 463K Correct. as a second year, which is... <laughs> Unreal. That's a big jump. That's, That's an aggressive jump. And then year three this last year, obviously, 655K. Uh, what was your average contract value this year? It was a little over 1,000, like 1,005 or something like that. So you did right around 650 accounts? Yep. It was 647, I believe. Wow. So you made it happen. Well, let's let's get into it. That's a little background. I think that's all you need to know to know that we are sitting with an elite guy. Like I said, He's not the loudest. He's not the most in your face. You're not going to see him everywhere or hear him everywhere, but he does what he needs to do. And I think that a lot of people can relate to this type of person. And uh, let's get into what makes Caleb Grundell tick a little bit. So like Garza, getting right into it, it's clear to see that you're you're him, as the kids are saying nowadays. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Dude, it's, it's way easy to see that you're like that. You're that guy. And like you came in to make a huge jump like that year one to year two. Clearly, you're not pedestrian by any means. So, I guess to ask, have you always been like that guy? Have you always been like top one percent? Have you always been the valedictorian, first pick in the draft type? Has that been your whole life, or is that something that you've had to cultivate? Uh, for sure, something that 
for for sure something I've been like pursuing for a long time. I've always looked up to people that are like great or successful or extremely talented and like loved, like admired it. Like how did they get there? How'd they do that? I grew up like, you know, playing the guitar. I love to sing, play the piano, stuff like that. And uh, was never good at singing. Still don't think I'm the best. But my wife thinks I'm great. Mm. But I well, remember. Let's, let's hear a little bar. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, I remember listening to like a talk show where like Ed Sheeran released some of his music that he had when he was like 14. And it was horrible. And he was really bad at singing. And I was like, well, how does he like go from that to where he is now? And so I've kind of always applied that to everything that I've done. Um, that's not like the first time, but that's the, one of the times I've observed that is like, I've always played sports too. Um, I've always like loved to wrestle, loved to play football. That was my high school sports, played soccer as well. But I was never like the team captain or like um, football. I was never the greatest. Wrestling was one of the sports that I excelled at. I did pretty well at that, but like by no means was like, you know, rawing the team up, like in yeah. everybody hype. I just kind of show up to practice, did my thing. Um, but you know, that was, that's where that all started. And then coming into sales, I think when Spain on my mission is where, um, I really, I think I, I discovered like, dude, I can be a leader. Like people can look up to me. And I did put in that same kind of effort of, I can be good at whatever, what I was doing, serving, speaking the language. And I wanted to be really good at that. And, uh, with time, you know, excelled and I was like, wow, this is sweet. Kids were like, people respect me. I've done cool things. Um, and then I got home straight into sales back to, you know, square one, zero, don't know anything, getting your teeth kicked in. And then I looked at people like, like at the time it was like Dallin Hart, uh, Drew Hansen was crushing it that year, Cody Olive. And it was the same principle in my mind. Like, okay, those guys, just like Ed Sheeran, at one point they sucked just like I did. And so they did something to get there. It's a skill that you can, you can learn, you can acquire, you can get better at. So it was between that first and second year, it was me diving in and like, cool, what can I do to prepare for this next year? If I do, if I get better every day, I probably won't be worse next year. Yeah. So that's, that's what I committed to do. And it's been better ever since. Well, dude, I think that is so telling as a follow-up. If dude, if you haven't always been like that guy, dude, what is, cause now like, it's very clear. Like you are the golden door guy. You are like the top 0.001%. Like not to say that like, you know, you've made it and you've arrived, you don't have to get any better. Yeah. But like, you know, you have like really summited door to door, like really rather quickly. And so my follow up is, dude, what does that look like? Like, what did that process of you becoming that guy, even from year one to year two, for sure, 148K is like a really good rookie summer, but it wasn't like a rookie of the year. And it wasn't like a, even maybe like a top three or four rookie. It was really good. But like, what made you make that jump? What did it look like? I guess like, what did the process of becoming that guy look like for Caleb? Um, well, first of all, it was, uh, after that was green X 2020 and then the grit started the next year. So putting myself in that environment, um, I think one of the first things was seeing like you guys and then seeing all the top 10 guys like Chuck and Skylar and drew and all these guys, I didn't like, I wasn't like in that circle, but I saw them. I'm like, okay, these guys are normal. Like they're humans. Yeah. So then it took them off the pedestal. Although I had extreme respect for them, it was like, okay, like they're human, you know, like I have a problem biting my fingernails and like, so does he, like, it's not yeah, like yeah. I have to like change my whole life and everything like that. Like all like today it wasn't. So I, I used to think like, dude, Cody's doing some crazy body language and his like, <laughs> it is nonverbal. Everything is dialed and he has, 
but it, that's now that I've, I remember being at that spot and thinking all that little stuff was the reason people were selling. And I made it like, it was kind of like my mission of, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And then I'm going to go help other people like me figure out how to do it too. Like, what is the secret sauce? And now that I've done like better and I figured out, it's like, well, it's more complicated than that. Like there's just it for, I think, um, for me, it was cool. What can I do now? Like, what is it about me? That's like impeding me from getting there. And so I spent a lot of time, um, reading books about just for me, it was like, it was about belief. It was about what, um, what's the difference between people that succeed, what people that don't people that have like championship mindsets. And I used to watch like John, John Taylor, um, talk about like belief and, and, uh, Josh Nelson talk about like, you know, I'm going to go sell five today or whatever, like that affirmation type style of, of selling. And for me personally, like I would tell myself that and I get stressed and it wouldn't work. I'm like, I just feel like I have pressure now. And if I don't sell five, it's six o'clock and I'm at zero. Like, well, I don't feel like good. Like, so I think everybody has a different personality. Everyone has a different style. So the process was for me, one of the things that I came across was like, cool, maybe I don't have to tell myself I'm going to, but just ask myself, is it possible that I do this? Is it possible that I go, my goal was originally 400 accounts my second year. But then Parker was like, dude, you did four accounts a day at the end of the summer. You're already a 400 account rep, which was stretching the truth a little bit, but it made me stretch my goal and look what happened. Um, So then I just asked myself, cool, is it possible that I can go and do 600 accounts next year? And if it is like, what is going to make that happen? And then visualize, cool, if I'm going to do 600 accounts, what is that? What does that guy look like? Well, I just love that, dude, you were getting better every single day kind of what you're saying i remember we had jimmy on and he was like oh yeah you guys have like like your guys's job isn't hard not in like the sense of like the the physical aspect the mental aspect but he's like do you, all you need to do is get really good with the pitch and just keep getting better every single day and it kind of sounds like that's what you did right like you started at ground it started at zero and then every day you just continually got better which is in this industry a lot harder you know it's easier said than done so many reps are 200 account level reps every single year, right? Because they're just fine with it, mm-hmm. right? But it's cool every time that we sit down with like a golden door winner, you're not okay with that, right? Like you're not okay with being the same. You want to level up every single year. And as long as you just every single day get a little bit better at such an easy thing as saying the pitch, mm-hmm. understanding how people talk, understanding body language, all that stuff, a little bit better every single day, you'll get better and looking at your summers you've gotten better and i think you will continue to get better and i think that's just so cool and i think that's what winners can continue to do where other people are fine it's not a bad thing doing 200 accounts every year but it's just not what a i think a champion or a winner does right for sure dude one of the things that i liked the most is when you gave your answer at the golden door panel and it's exactly the topic that you started to get into at the end Mm -hmm. of the last question of what does that guy look like could you speak to that whole thought process? I think that's like one of the most interesting, like impactful ideas that I've heard. I loved it. Yeah, that's that principle has been something that I've lived by. Like, for example, at the time when I when I'm 148k rookie, I just like hopped on with the grit. I'm sitting with these guys, um, like Drew, listening to Cody talk. Um, that's kind of what was going through my mind. So I read, I read a book about like tons of stuff and I've taken a lot of things from books, but it basically said, cool, imagine the person that you want to be. And then what does that person do? And I think it's as simple as that for most people. Like most people 
have the answer already, it's not a lack of knowledge or the, the lack of ability to get that knowledge. Like we all have the same exact resources. We have the exact same books and podcasts we can all listen to, but it's the things that you do with that knowledge that makes the difference between people and like their results. Um, so for me, it was cool. If I want to do 600 accounts, what does 600 account Caleb look like? What is, what is his morning schedule look like? Does he sleep in? Does he get up early? Does he eat uh, cereal like Wheaties for breakfast or is he, you know, making like a good breakfast and eating something healthy? Is he, wh- what does his family life look like? Does he like have quality time with his family or is he just like, you know, just hanging out with friends? Like what, what uh, kind of books does he read? Is he reading or does he just like, again, like sleep in or, or just like watch YouTube when he, when he wakes up or scrolls through Instagram. And when you ask yourself those questions, it's just so obvious, like what you should do. And then it's just cool. Well, then I'm going to do it. And, um, just telling yourself to do something obviously isn't enough, but when you understand the purpose behind it, like that summer or that, that like off season, we can say between year one and year two, like guys are the great. They saw me at the gym. I, I spent time with Jack Nielsen, yeah. uh, guy's actually crazy no yeah he's a full-blown psycho yeah he's no. he's nuts he he got me <laughs> yeah no we're all in the same <laughs> screw it absolutely nuts i asked him the same question you jumped from this to 500 account how'd you do it it was my birthday in 2020 i was driving down to st george that day like i was about to do that like about to leave from the office to st george and he's like i'll show you follow me he takes me to the to the vasa in orem and I, I was in, I hadn't worked out. It had been like in three years, I just got back from my mission done the summer. I hadn't worked out, but he's like, hop on the bike. We get on the bike and he presses the button to start both of ours. We both start biking and he's like, cool. I'm like, dude, I can't go anymore. Like my legs are dead. And it was like four <laughs> minutes in. He was like, well, we're going to go for an hour. And I was like, what? <laughs> what a psycho. <laughs> I was like, dude, I got to get to St. George, but did it for an hour was like I finished and like I almost threw up at the end like literally I got off I was like dude I can't see he's like stay on that bike and so like he was like you hit walls and then you feel nothing and then you hit walls and you feel nothing so I got up early every day guys at the grid that's what they saw me doing was was just biking not because like I wanted to like be able to bike well or whatever but because I knew in my mind whether it's true or not that for me I wanted it to be good at doing hard things in this case selling I was like, this, if this makes me good at doing a hard thing, then I'll probably get, be better at doing hard things in the summer. So I did that and then I would work out and that was like every day. And then I would read. And when I like imagine, cool, what does a 650K rep do or 600 account rep do? Like that fit into that mold. Mm-hmm. And then when I wake up, it's like, cool, I want to do this because I want to sell 600 accounts or I want to do this because I want to be just a better person. It became a lot easier to do that stuff instead of just like New Year's resolution, check the box. Like that usually just hitters away clip it i mean that that yeah. is like that's if there ever was sauce that is if sauce. there ever was the secret dressing the juice Jeez. dude it's got to be that and we're yeah. talking i mean the whole notion of you push through walls and then you feel nothing and then you push through walls and you don't feel anything i can't imagine a sentiment more true it's the same principle as the four minute mile yeah as soon as the four minute mile is broken it's broken and that's why i think the floodgates opened when we had multiple golden doors for the first time. And then the standard all of a sudden has just become what it is now. Not because it's not super painstaking to get there, but yeah. so many guys have broken down so many walls and now feel nothing that they expect others to get to the same place. Yeah. And, and the craziest thing I love that you touched on this, dude, 
winning a Golden Door is not, and I repeat this, and I'll repeat, I'll die on it, die on the hill over this. It is so little about skill. It is so little about skill. It is crazy, dude. It is about it being ten o'clock at night, and you are about to get in your car and you see a light on at you know across the street, and you're just like, oh, dude, I can't. I'm so done. But that lights on, and they, I was not home. I've knocked the house three times. My wife, I've got you know my wife at home. She said, she, "I got to go knock the this dogs. That's the, the dog. I got to do it for my people. I got to yada yada yada. Whatever it is, mm. that is it. That is staying on the bike for an extra hour. That is on Saturday when your whole team's like, hey, going to the lake. Who wants to come? And you see that text, and then all of a sudden an hour later, you see the picture of all of them at the lake, shirts off, playing spike ball, like having a good time. And you're like, well, I got three hours left, yeah. dude." That is what it wins a golden door. So, but the problem is it's so hard to do by yourself. Dude, mm. you would not have stayed on that bike. I promise you, if Jack wasn't like, you're not, you're not getting off the bike. Yeah, I wouldn't have got on the bike you if it wasn't for Jack. 100%, right? You would have gone. Dude, you're not going to sell a golden door if you're not surrounded by golden door winners because those are the guys that are on the bike with you. Those are the guys that are pedaling and not getting off until the job is done. And then when you're about to throw up at the three-minute mark, he says... Get back on the bike, <laughs> yeah. And so you get back on the bike, and you don't throw up, and then you and then you finish. Oh, it's just it's the question over and over again. I mean, that could be like the title, the theme. You could really end the end the whole conversation. Like, how do I get a golden door? Well, ask yourself at any given moment during the summer, like, what would Drew do? Like, what would Cal do? Yeah. Like, what would Seeger do? What would Cody do? What would Alec yeah. Withers do? Like, what would Brock Reeve do? And like, dude, all of a sudden, it becomes way way clear. Yeah. Like, okay, well, if I want to be a Golden Door rep, I need to do what Golden, I need to do Golden Door things. Yep. So let me ask myself, or better yet, because I work with them, let me just call them. Yeah. What do I do? And then all of a sudden it becomes way clear. Well, yep. you got 14, 15, 16, 20 guys all telling you, hey, I've been on the bike for an hour. I've done this multiple times. You get right back on, and this is how you ride it. Yeah. Yep. And, and you better call them on a Sunday because they're not going to answer Monday through Saturday. Nope, no <laughs> shot. So next question, I love that. I think that is going to be so big for our listeners. That being said, right, no Golden Door rep is self-made, right? And and that's what we just that's what we just said. Even though you are that guy, you're not an exception, right? But we wanted to talk because it is so apparent in this how Easton led it. You are so loved and you are so loving, right? That being said, your car group, right? was infamous this summer, as, as we've heard, right? Seen it all over the gram, the selfies. 100%. Uh, what role did your guys, your dogs, play in you getting your first Golden Door? That's a great question. Um, Joel Flake, Ashton Gines, Levi Grandel, my little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, it rotated with some guys in there, some guys not, but that was the core group. Um, I love those guys. Yeah. I think the answer is as simple as that. And so, like, I love those guys. I wanted them to crush it. Like, what are how, how, are they going to sell more or less if I go out and sell more? Like, like I sell six, seven, eight. Are they going to sell more or less because of that? It's like obviously just way more. And we go, I drop them off in the same neighborhood as me. Mm-hmm. So like, as soon as I get that first deal, the the the, the belief, belief yeah. of being able to sell is just way higher. And one, two, three, four accounts that are on the leaderboard. And it's like, dude, I send my pin and like, we're like in the same exact hood. It's like, dude, there's so much juice here, dude. There's wasps everywhere. This is sick. Yeah. But they don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'm struggling like really bad, but 
I just, I just don't like, you can't let that be something that gets in the way because I did love those guys and I did want the best for them. And Ashton had to sacrifice so much to get out there and Joel as well. My little brother, they all overcame so much to be out there. So to go out there and not do the most that I could possibly do, like I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I wouldn't feel good. I, I know for a fact that my rookie year, my leaders had, like Alec had the same stuff going on, but because you sold well, like it pushed me. So I learned a ton in the process and um, being able to like teach them, help them, walk them through what we're going through. It was just, it was because I loved them. Yeah. The principle of, I think anything great, whether in sales or in my opinion, in life, you're only able to accomplish like true, true, true greatness when the focus is not yourself. Yep. And the sooner you realize that like life and sales and door to door and everything is about every single other person besides you, then you start to realize really quickly, like, okay, here's my purpose. Here's my why. Here's my goal. And then it starts to crystallize right in front of you. Here's what I need to do to do it. And what I love too, you weren't great on accident, right? Like you didn't stumble into a golden door your third summer. You purposefully, strategically put yourself in a spot in a spot that you backed yourself into a corner, you burnt your ships, and you said, okay, first of all, I'm gonna surround myself with the guys that can do it. Second of all, I need to be held accountable to my guys, right? Like if I don't go out and perform for my guys, I will feel sick, I'll feel like I let, and I brought my I brought my brother out, you know, a couple of years. Dude, it, nothing is better than when your little brother gets a sale in the air, you're just like, oh, thank goodness. It's dude. the best. <laughs> it's the he texts me, today has been the best day ever, and I'm just like, thank goodness, dude. Exactly. I'm so happy. He gets in the car, even if you had a, gr- a terrible day, right? You sold zero. If your little brother gets in the car and has like four or five, you're just like, what hey, a relief. Lunch on me. Like, what a shout out me. to him. He sold more than me his first day knocking. I love that. He sold, right. he sold six and a half K in revenue his first oh, day knocking. I love that. But what I'm saying, right, it's like you did not get a golden door on accident. You read the books. You read the bike. You surround yourself with the right people. You burnt your ships. You backed yourself into a corner with bringing out guys, being the leader for them. It's almost like you had the perfect environment. And I'm not saying this, it was easy by any mm. means. I'm just saying you were in a great environment by choice and by strategy to yep. be able to make that happen. Yeah. I think that's super, super important as well. And, and on that, it's like, it, I, I talk about this with a lot of people that I'm talking to that are looking at the grit. It's like, cool. If I'm going to go out and do this, like you are your biggest asset. Like if you see yourself as money or, or you see your time as money, you want to put it in the environment that's going to give it the great, the, the best return. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to leave anything up to chance. Like, and if I didn't hit my goal, then like I wanted it to be, I died trying to get it. I put in all the time with my like mindset. I worked really hard. I read a lot. Like I did everything and I didn't just read to read. I, I was acquiring knowledge. I was starting things and I was finishing them with books. I start a workout, I would finish it. So I wanted that to be a habit. And then getting out to the summer, it was the same thing. I started the day, I finish it. I gave it my all. And that is when I think you can see what you can really do is when you have the vision of what you want to do and you plug in and, and you just make it happen. Dude, I think one of the most slept on perks of having so many golden, or being exposed to so many golden door winners is seeing the range of human being that mm-hmm. wins it. Yeah. From like Drew is so drastically different than Alec Withers, who is so drastically different than Bennett Heron, who's so drastically different from Parker, yeah. who's so wildly drastically different than John. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, who's different who's different than everybody? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we love you, but uh, don't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I think the part that I want to ask you about is, dude, you've had exposure to all these guys by now. Yeah. You've been up on stage. You've been in the trenches with them. You know all all 13 of the winners this year and all the winners that we have at the company. Like everyone has their own approach and everyone has their own process. And so just so the listeners have like a way for dummies, crystal clear version, I want to hear like what, what if you had to sum it up, like what was Caleb's approach and process for getting this golden door? Uh, like my sales process approach? Just like, like pre-summer, like if you had to shrink it down and be like way clear on like, here's what I did, here's how I approached every day, and you had to answer it in like an elevator pitch, 15, 30 seconds. Cool. What would you say? Um, have a clear vision of what you want. What does that person look like that's going to achieve it? Write all that stuff down. Do it every day knowing that you will fail on the way. You won't do everything that you set up to do, but just do it. Like it's okay to, to not have the, the perfect process. And then when the summer comes, like know, know that purpose of why you're out there. And then also my, my most, the most important thing I've learned is uh, true success is not hitting a certain number. It's just living your values. So figure out what your values are. What do you value? Hard work, persistence. For me, that's it. I can go and work hard and be persistent whether I sell six or 10, like I can't always control the outcome, um, but I can for sure control the input. So at the end of the day, I look back, did I work my hardest? Was I persistent? If that is the case, then that's, you'll feel good and you will just sell more when you feel good. It's beautiful. Yep. Cause time and time again, I just think back to our conversation we had with Chuck, right? And that guy dealt with so much anxiety two years ago, just because every day is like, dude, it's a failure. If I don't sell 10, like I need to sell 10. Then all of a sudden he sold five. He's like, Oh now my I gotta gosh. sell 15 now tomorrow. I gotta sell 15. 15 tomorrow. And then he only sold eight. Now he's like, oh, now it's 17 the next. Dude, it's, it's, it can be so crippling where, right? And that's what I feel like. That's the same thing, a common pattern where it's, dude, you go out, you do your best. The results are gonna follow. The results will follow, but that doesn't mean they're gonna, you're gonna have success every single day. Go out, do your best. Realistically, be able to look at yourself in the mirror that night and say, I gave it my all. I genuinely gave it my all. When I was on the doors, I was on the doors physically, mentally, I was there. Yeah, I didn't hit my goal today, but I'm probably going to double it tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's that's big time. And then for, for me, that's what's worked, again, for me. So that's been helpful for me, asking myself, is it possible that I can do this? Like, that's been helpful for me. I know people that's like, dude, I need to go out and tell myself I need to do 10 to do it. And like, dude, if that works, but that's what the whole process is about is, is knowing what works for you. And for me, the working out and the reading, that was how I discovered how I talk to myself. And you just kind of sit back when you wake up in the morning and you look at what your thoughts are saying. It's like all these excuses to why I shouldn't work out today. Like, oh, my back kind of hurts. You're going to make it worse. Like you'll just watch that. And so when you do those hard things, it's not just to do them. It's if you're doing it, observing, like, dude, why do I want to back out of this? Like, what is, what is going on with my like self-talk? What am I saying to myself to like talk myself out of this? And if that doesn't matter, if that doesn't matter and you know how to talk yourself through it, that's when you can go out and do hard things like, like sell more or like push yourself. So that's something that's like super massive. And then the, the second thing I would say about that is like uh, people that sell a lot, people that sell little, a lot of the time they had the exact same goal going into the summer. So like the number that you're looking to hit in the summer, that's not going to determine what you sell. It's the actions that you have throughout the day and in preparation for the summer. That's what makes the difference. It's the, it's the Chuck Mills quote. It's marry the process, date mm -hmm. the results. Mm -hmm. What Caleb is saying is marry your values, date whatever that brings. Yeah. Cause like all you can really truly control 
at the end of the day, you can't control if you're behind someone, if it's raining, all the things that we know come up inevitably during the knocking day and through the summer. But if your mindset from the very get-go is, okay, here's what I value, here are my core principles, I know, I, I know I'm a hard worker, I know I am persistent, then from then it just becomes, okay, can I control those two things? For sure. Mm-hmm. Can I control if I sell 10 accounts a day? Yeah, to an extent, but not really. No. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think, I think that sentiment of, to alter Chuck's phrase, marrying the values, yeah. dating the results, I think mm-hmm. if we had to crystallize, it would be Caleb's process. Yeah. I love sitting down with so many golden doors because dude, it is actually crazy. Sitting down with Caleb, more quiet. But again, you know, you're not as quiet as I used to think you were. Like, yeah. you're actually more outgoing than, like, I originally thought. doesn't mean you're the loudest in the room. But that's I love sitting down with everyone that is, mind you, 650,000 is top 1%. Like, dude, we are sitting down with, and I think me and you, Easton, take it so for granted because we are sitting down with guys of your caliber on a weekly basis where realistically most companies don't have anybody of your caliber. And it's just so cool to genuinely be like, oh, I sell more like Caleb. I'm going to, I want to get trained by Caleb. Oh, I sell more like Chuck. Dude, it is just, we just take it for granted, dude. These guys sitting across from us right now are the top 1% in the entire door to door, realistically the entire sales world, dude. And it's just like, oh, Caleb's on today. Like, I'm excited. But what are we talking Give it a about? like on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, no, I, I think my one of my biggest takeaways from from hosting and, and talking to all these guys is just how like wildly different people's approach and processes are yeah. for their own golden door. It's like for Skyler when he did his and sold whatever, 11, 50, 1200 accounts, mm-hmm. he had to totally forego working out to be strategically yep. unbalanced. And for Caleb, that's like what was the trick to getting there in the first place? Mm-hmm. Or like some people are huge on affirmations, other people just aren't and don't do them as much. I know like some people have to work out every day, some people don't. Some people need incessantly to check the leaderboard every door that they're on and, and they're constantly refreshing. And then I know a lot of people like Cal just doesn't really check the leaderboard. No, or check it at the end of the week. Yeah, he just checks it at the end of the week. He kind of knows where he's at in his head. It's just. If you never take the time to self-explore and work on yourself as a person, and what Caleb is saying is level up as an individual, you never know what it's going to take for you to become the 650K version of you. Yeah. Where it's like if Caleb just assumed, I'm going to do exactly what Cal did, well, dude, that's what worked for Cal, not what worked for Caleb. Yep. Or I'm going to do exactly what Alec did, well, dude, that's what worked for Alec, not for Caleb. Yeah. But because he took the time to self-explore and stay on the bike and do the things, he knew what it had to look like during the summer, and then it became... Not easy, but at least really clear. Okay, yeah. now what I got to do, now I just got to do it. Yeah. Became possible with time. I think if my rookie year, the only person that I looked at uh, capable of a golden door was John Taylor. I don't think I ever would have believed. I look, like He's just different than me. He's yeah. so different than me. And same with Drew and Cody. Everyone is just so like vastly different from each other. So like to anybody that... Like that's looking to like level up and do better. It's like, dude, we're all unique. We're all different. Like, why would you be any different? Why would your process be any, like, why would it be any different from anybody else? So like you, anybody that's listening to this, it really is just clarifying your vision, visualizing what cool, what would that look like? And then don't leave it up to chance. Try everything that all the golden doors have done, what works for you, what doesn't. And then if you do that, like, it's really hard for me to believe if you really bought into it that you won't have some type of success. Yo, there's just nuggets on nuggets in this podcast. I, I'm, I love that's it. A, that's a mic drop there. 
Uh, finishing out, last last uh, question to bring it home, right? And you've already kind of touched on this, and I'd love for you to expand a little bit. But one thing you talk a lot about in your trainings and with your reps uh, constantly is the principle of ownership, right? Extreme ownership. What does ownership for you feel like? What is ownership for Caleb Grundell? Um, I think uh, I when I talk about this with people, people have I've kind of discovered this as people have talked to me like over the summer they say hey dude like you're way consistent how do you stay consistent like what it makes you consistent when in my mind like sometimes it feels crazy like a roller coaster up and down when I look at the numbers maybe they are consistent but every day is an absolute roller coaster roller coaster so it's being able to look at cool I can only control as much as I can control taking ownership of my actions throughout the day I know for sure if I go out I take ownership of my results by the only, uh, by, by taking control of my values, like I can go out, work hard, be persistent. Those are my values. Those are things that like, when I think of, if I were to imagine John Taylor or like you guys talking about me and me not being in the room, like I would want you guys to talk about, Oh, Caleb, he works hard. He's persistent. That's what to me like motivates me. So to somebody that's like, um, looking to, to level up or, or like, want to have some type of like big goal or, or do something big, it really does start like, cool. What am I doing now? Like if you want to go out and do 500 accounts, 600 accounts, like what makes you so special that you can do that? Are you doing anything? Do you just wish that you could do that? So having a clear vision, I, I've said it like a few times throughout, but really you are the person that is going to like dictate your future. The only person that's going to help you get a golden door, like at the end of the day is you again, you can meet with me, like you can meet with Drew, you can meet with all these guys, but like just meeting with us, isn't going to give you a golden door. You've got to take the information. It's not like there's a lack of resources. Like I listened to the same podcast as everyone else did last summer. I read like a lot of the same books, but it's just the way that, I used it in my day to day and I, and then I'm willing to take initiative with what you learn. So like taking initiative is just being willing to do something worthwhile yeah. without being told to do so. So like, dude, take ownership of like what you want your future to look like. What does it look like if everything goes perfect in the next five years? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Most people don't even like, no, they have no idea. So take ownership of that. And then cool. What am I doing today? Or what am I going to do tomorrow? That's going to help me get there. That is the only way you'll be able to design, like, like guide your ship to where you want it to get to um, in any aspect of your life, whether it be sales, your family, financially. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've got to have a vision of where you want to go and what you're doing now to get there. I love I, the topic of ownership and accountability. That is, even though they're vastly different in personality, every Golden Door I've talked to and every elite performer, recruiter, seller, manager operations the the people who are the most successful in their fields are the people who take the most ownership and take the most accountability regardless of the field that you're in and so the the, the one thing that the story that i'd leave with is last year we did our send off podcast and it was like a big rah rah burn the ships we did it when people were driving out here <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. were like calling people when i they remember were, that calling people when they were driving out Just throwing up in my car listening to that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah brought, brought, the, brought the heat brought the pressure and uh, I forget who, but essentially someone made like a call to action. Like we talk about, we want 14 or 15 golden doors this year, speaking about last year. And this year we want 20. Who is going to sign themselves up, be willing to like raise their hand, put their name on the list and say like, no, I'm taking ownership of this goal of this initiative. 
I will be one of those 20. Knowing what it takes. And I remember, I remember Kinzel, yep. Zach Kinzel ended up texting us saying like, hey, mm-hmm. I will be one of those 15. 100% took chalk, ownership for chalk it. Chalk it up. Chalk me up for it. And because he did so, because he introduced accountability and ownership, and he knew exactly what he was going to do and clearly fixated in his mind, like, lo and behold, he did it. Yeah. So I, I just think. Hey, we're, we're, we're waiting for those texts. Send them on over. Please. 909-241-3500. That's right. Pronto, text, DM, <laughs> <Don't care. laughs> smokestack, carrier pigeon. Dude, if you're going to own up to this goal and, like, you really are going to really do it. And, like, I'm talking about send it. Mm-hmm. Dude, own it. Be that guy. No more like the fake humble humility. Like, oh, maybe, like maybe I do, maybe I don't. If you're scared, it's no. strategic. Like you don't want to put unnecessary pressure, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But dude, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, you gotta own it. Oh, it, it takes you owning it to get it. Yeah, you, and then and you gotta wear it. <laughs> and you gotta wear it. You gotta understand the price. You gotta be ready to pay it. So I'm just grateful we're yeah. able to spend some time today with a guy who went and wore it. He went and owned it. He went and did it, and he's gonna run it back and do it again. I'm so stoked to see. The head's turning. Mm-hmm. Head's rolling. Yes. Wherever Caleb goes this summer. Dude, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me, guys. Dude, Caleb, we loved it. Cannot wait to see what you do. Summer 2023. As for another episode of The Landing Job, we're out. Mission, let the birds fly. I get money, turn no vision through my third eye. Money, don't let's kill it, watch me flip it like this five guy. Don't let it go, check out the ceiling, look at the blue sky. I took a tip, check, yeah. Who was this in on my neck? I don't regret, yeah. I'm better than I don't got a jet. You call for you wall, you can't ball if you win. All my dogs, I know wrong, we gon' ball on the world. Hey now, you're an all star, get your game on, go.